Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo4j, and uh, here we are again. We're recording another uh, episode in this wonderful quest that we have embarked upon, uh, the quest for graph value, right, which is all about trying to better understand uh, you know, how we create, uh, build, uh, and present and then you know realize the value of graphs and to do that i have a partner in crime uh, that's my dear friend uh, stefan on the other side of this zoom call hi stefan hello rick van bruggen uh, such a long time ago nice to be back you really need to get like a drum roll machine or something like that <laughs> uh, introduce yourself. Well, that would be do, great. do I really need that? Let's no, see what no. we can do in post. Uh, maybe you ask for more, uh, exactly. more than you can handle. Oh, uh, no, most no. likely. Let's see what the people think. Uh, uh, let us know in the comments below. Yes. Uh, so, Stefan, we, uh, we've been um, go on this journey for, for a bit. We've got a couple of ep episodes and a couple of articles behind us. Uh, we're trying to get better at building the value case for graphs. Um, we've you know, highlighted some of the issues uh, with that in the first episode and you know, explained why we think this is important. We've also um, tried to give people a little bit of a hint of you know, how to find their graph use cases, right? So give yeah. them some techniques there. And in the last episode, we were also talking a little bit about, you know, how do you build this actual value case? You know, what are the things that you should be looking for, the techniques that you should be using to actually identify uh, the value parameters for a graph uh, application for any organization. Um, so this episode is like the sequel to that. Cool. And we're going to be talking a little bit about, you know, let's assume that we have a use case. Let's assume that we have the value case for that use case. Now, you know, how and where and when do we present that uh, value case, right? Oh, my, uh, fa my favorite topic. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's really up your alley. You know, I, I know you're a frequent public speaker and uh, I've seen you on, on stage multiple times. And I think yeah. you would agree that presentation is important, no? It is important, but also I would like to take this opportunity to share something about my background, right? So I usually hated presenting. Uh, I, I wanted just to be alone to build cool things, right? I didn't want to present a single thing, but I learned the hard way that either I get somebody to present for me, but then they need to know what I want to build, uh, which they don't. So that's also troublesome. So I needed to get better at presentation. So one thing that I see very often is that we think that we're good because we solved it, yeah. but we aren't. We haven't sold it to the other people that's actually gonna pay for it. So, so very often uh, we are in this false dilemma, this false dichotomy of uh, uh, PowerPoint or code, right? This is not the case. I know that we love coding. We are all tech nerds here, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we need to also understand that everybody aren't, right? And somebody needs it in another format. So let's share how we can actually think of that and start tapping into uh, a couple of tricks, basically. Uh, happy to share that. So yeah, let's just like that. a setting. Yeah, that's that's a great great intro here, and I, and I think kind of like the the first thing that we should really have a have a think about is, you know, you know, 
who do we present this to, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, we often start our, con- our graph conversations with technology people, uh, but I guess, you know, there's lots of other people involved, right? And, um, you know, we need to yeah. think about that. Yeah, uh, totally. It's such a important part. Uh, very often, uh, it's, it's a game of perspective, right? Uh, it's all about perspectives. That's what I see. So, uh, obviously, we are a tech company. I mean... Uh, usually, uh, those then in our case we work with data, right? So we understand that as a data and technology perspective, obviously. But if we don't make the money, that's what this is about—the valuable kind of part, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also interesting, and that comes from uh, the business side of this, right? What mm-hmm. are they looking for? And then we have the like, how innovative is this? How how kind of groundbreaking is this? How will this actually affect? the end consumer or the user of the tool, right? How does this change the game? Uh, And if we cover those kind of angles, uh, usually that's a very good way. It's it's very easy to think about that we're just going to do technology or technology and business. But if we forget about people... Usually it doesn't fly. We have all been part of, you know, when the CEO uh, like uh, bought a new software and tried to smash it to people. Uh, Emil wouldn't do that. He's a nice person. But in all my previous companies, that has happened. And we know exactly how people react when somebody do the thinking for them. Even if they're right, you're not going to like it. Yeah. So, so thinking about the persona is what I'm hearing here, right? You know, understanding yeah. um, who you're going to present it to, right? Is this uh, is this a project? Is is this a value case that is mostly, um, you know, for a technology uh, leader? Is it more for a business uh, audience, yeah. or, you know, and, and I do think it's quite interesting that you know, in modern day organizations, we very often see that there's actually separate teams, separate organizations that sit between those two worlds, right? Oftentimes in like a a digital or an innovation team or something like that, you know, that that really allows you to to leverage that that innovative uh, aspect of graphs much more explicitly, you know? Yeah, no, and and, and one thing that I think um, about a lot presenting, uh, as my uh, previous... uh, life I, I had only one screening question does it feel like a gift right uh, it's not about it is not about bribing but if i give something to a person and they really feel like wow this solves my problems mm. I, i'm good right uh, this is like a very good screening question or you're just selling crap to me i'm most likely not gonna buy it right that, that's just the case i know you have a goal to sell it i don't care but does it feel like a gift and think of that because i think even if you're presenting, so I'm going to use now Rick as an example. If I'm presenting to Rick, but I know that Rick will present this to Lars, our CEO, then I need to think about how can I help Rick present this to exactly. Lars in that yeah. sense. So it's a trajectory game, which is, of course, super graphy here uh, again. So think about the traversal. Where does this go next? And can I remove friction from Rick's life by adding a narrative that actually helps him tell the story in the next step, then we should be very, very, very good because we all know that, you know, it takes time and most people don't like doing these kind of presentations. So that's a good trick. So does it feel like a gift? 
if it feels a great like a idea. gift. Yep. Now, the other thing that I find, um, and I've seen some issues with it in, in, in my uh, graph career, um, is, is timing. You know, when do you present oh. the case? Uh, uh, you know, there's a good, there's a good time and there's a bad time. And I'm not talking about a morning person or afternoon persons. You know, Co- I'm, coffee I'm, or not coffee, <laughs> coffee or no coffee. You know, uh, I'm more talking about you know, uh, is it in tune with a corporate agenda, you know, or an organizational agenda? You know, um, yeah. that have you have you have you seen something like that as well? Totally. And I think uh, especially for innovative or new kind of technology approaches, uh, if you're not aligned with the budget cycle, you're going to be completely off always. It, it It's like almost like it doesn't even matter how good you present it. It doesn't even matter how good of a value narrative you have. If you present it at the wrong time, it's just going to sit there and then people forget about it. And then you feel kind of left out and then you're not going to present it again at the right time. So think and understand those kind of things. Uh, there are some really interesting studies on this also, how how, how you can totally see that, uh, how, how these align. Uh, sounds boring. It sounds like it has nothing to do with innovation, but it has everything to do with innovation and new business value. So trying to understand that and see, see how you can do it and understand yeah. uh, how to slice budget and not and, and what to do. Yeah, and, and I think there's always like a, you know, a, a, a creative aspect to that as well, right? I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, uh, you know, these types, these graph projects, the big, these big, you know, disruptive graph projects, they are very oftentimes they you can you can slice them up a little bit and you can yeah. you can iterate over it and you don't need to you know do everything all at once. You can you can you can walk before you run. So there's a yeah. lot of things that you can do to get better in tune with that budgeting cycle for example and I think uh, yeah. there's a lot of possibilities there to kind of slide in yeah maybe yeah exactly uh, and a lot lots of possibilities now the last thing that I wanted to quickly touch on is um, you know yeah. the, the the techniques that you can use Ooh. to present the case uh, you know on, I've seen you on stage and I know, and you've actually you know had done some in, in sessions for our team in, at Neo4j around presentation techniques and stuff like that but um, just relating it back to the graph value case, um, presentation techniques in my book seem very important, if not only because graphs are so wonderfully visual, right? Yeah, they, they're super visual. And I think, again, think about who will be in the room, right? We're going to have the different personas, try to understand that they're looking for different things and then add those things. So maybe some will look for... Uh, a little bit of a code snippet just to feel that this is also about technology, but don't put a full kind of ink there. So so one thing that I do very often is that I present it with some sort of business kind of question, the money query you may so be. Yeah. Then I have a little bit of like uh, explanation what that is. Then I have a visual of actually solving that. Uh, and then it can be a recorded demo as well. And then a little bit of the code that actually does it. And that allow me to kind of tackle this mm-hmm. at the same slide from the different perspective. But also one thing that we see a lot, it's like people add too much text, right? <laughs> too much text, always, always, always. And if you have too much text and conflicting messages, the likeliness they will get anything from those slides are zero. So it doesn't matter that you put them in there. So I suggest that what you can do in these cases are, if you present this in person, 
which I suggest you do, is that you have one version where you present it and tell them the story. You can use bullet points to click them through. Don't yep. show them all the bullets because they're going to read faster than you can talk. That's for sure. So you can have one version where you present and one that you actually send to them, right? So don't try to do everything at once. That usually just become a Swiss army knife. You can do everything, but you're crap at everything. So you're not going to be the number one tool, right? So I think that is very, very important. And think about the framework. And since we all sci-fi nerds, uh, I'm going to share my favorite one, The Hero's Journey. It's a great framework for telling stories, right? So think of any, any. we can do Empire Strike Back or whatever episode we want of Star Wars is there all the time. But think of this. We have the young Jedi, which has not developed the skills, stands yeah. in front of the task of saving the world from Oracle. Oh, sorry. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Death Star. Uh, I'm sorry about that bad joke, uh, but this is fun, right? So then I need to go to a distant planet. I need to find a creepy guy, small little creepy guy. Rick Van Bruggen here will be Yoda. Yoda will teach me all of my super skills of graphs. Having my new return skills, I return to my home country or home planet and save the world with graphs, right? So it's a good framework. So we are here. We then, during this week, explore this wonderful technology and process way of doing things. We enable new things which allow us to do this. And now we actually solve the problems that were unsolvable before. So it's a classical framework. Uh, it really is. And it really works, especially for graph, because you are learning new things. You are doing things that hasn't been done before very often in this case. So uh, go check out Star Wars uh, if you haven't done that already. Uh, hopefully most people have done that so they know what I'm talking about. If not, Absolutely. you're up for a treat. Fantastic. Cool. Well, I think we've covered a lot here again. Uh, the core point being, you know, be 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 wary, be be understanding, be conscious of how you uh, present your graph value case. And, and um, you know, hopefully there's uh, some tips in this episode, but also in the in the articles that we wrote, uh, just to give people a little bit better um, uh, help on, on, on making those graph use cases and those graph value cases come to come to life. So let's wrap up this uh, episode, uh, Stefan. And uh, we have, uh, I think we have one more to go, right? We have uh, one uh, more, the yeah, final, the I'm grand finale. To it, the grand finale, exactly. Uh, so, you know, after having uh, done these past couple of sessions, we're going to wrap it up by, with, you know, um, you know, making sure that we can actually achieve graph value. So that's Ooh. in the next um, episode. Thank you so much, Stefan, for being here and to, talking to yeah. me about that. And uh, Love to be here. Soon. Talk to you soon, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.